This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Got bad news for you. Unless you're sweaty like me, there's only one week left in summer. If you plan on doing some camping, the clock is ticking. Jenny Bovard just spent some time in the wilderness. Let's find out how that went. Hey, good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm well. Always nice chatting with you. Jenny, this trip to the woods was uh, improvised. How did it come about? It was so impromptu, very, very unlike me, but we were sitting around the campfire in my backyard, not a campfire, I guess, backyard fire, the Saturday night of the Labor Day long weekend, and my friend with a car, I need more of those, by the way, I am looking, (laughs) uh, accepting applications, Uh, our one, (laughs) one friend with a car suggests, hey, let's go camping tomorrow night and I thought oh I hope he remembers this tomorrow um, because it had been two years since I had been camping for various reasons and so you know it's not usually like me but I was like hey let's do it 24-hour camping trip I'm in (laughs) where'd you decide to go (laughs) okay so the spot itself is kind of a secret okay 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 it's a really pretty quiet lake system, not too far drive outside the city. And so we loaded up the canoe with our three humans. That's me, my husband, our good friend with the car, and Rory the dog came along this time, <laughs> along with all of the gear. Um, so we paddled about 20 minutes up this to this beautiful spot right on the lakeside and surrounded by trees. And again, I know I said it before, but the quiet was very nice. A little bit of peace and quiet that does go a long way. I want to come back to Rory the dog in a couple of moments. But Jenny, you mentioned the quick turnaround on this. Planning on a Saturday, schlepping off on a Sunday. Was it weird to go camping with a little bit less preparation and limited planning? so weird for me. I'm a big planner when it comes to going camping, being out in nature. And I think everybody should be like that. You shouldn't take these things lightly. You want to do your research. Like you need to know where you're going in terms of geography and what the weather is going to be like. And then it comes to packing. And I think I might've told you this before, but packing just stresses me out. So the more time I have, the better. So it was really, really impromptu for me. And just being in nature, like I said, comes with unique circumstances and and dangers right that are that are different from our everyday comforts and so the more you can plan the better very impromptu for me (laughs) I'll, i'll tell you packing and unpacking stresses me out too i never know whether or not i've kind of forgotten something right what's the thing that may sort of slip out of my peripheral vision that i don't notice uh as a for example i just spent four nights in four different beds uh over the course of last weekend which required unpacking and repacking every time it was tricky. It was a tricky operation. Yeah, I would not enjoy that. I literally forgot my toothbrush the last time oh, I, oh no. I I went somewhere. Yeah, literally, I had to go <laughs> to a drugstore and buy a toothbrush. <laughs> now, you see, that's one thing if, you, if you're going to a city. If you're going camping in your toothbrush list, then you're really eh. up a certain kind of creek. Uh, Jenny, generally speaking, would you say that you are a comfortable camper? I am someone who is not crazy about it. I like running water and sleeping in a bed. 
I think it's fair to say most of us enjoy running water and, and a bed, but I started camping at a really, really young age. And to this day, I will admit, you know, very little, a very small percentage of these experiences are what I would call quote, comfortable, but that's kind of what I like about it. I like the challenge and sometimes the rush and, and the unknown because you can only plan for so much. I harp on the planning, but let's be honest, you're out in nature. You don't know what's going to come up. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you when you and your friends or your family, when you get home after a camping trip or even a long hiking trip, especially when you do the sort of unofficial campsite stuff that I do, it's like, hey, y'all, we did it. Like, nobody he died you have you know you have we didn't flip the canoe and wind up in the water <laughs> nobody got lost for any long period of time anyway and you know you just feel a real sense of accomplishment and I think you can apply that to other parts of your life after you go through those challenges yeah I'd say that's fair right that you can sort of do a little bit of immersion therapy push your boundaries a teensy tiny bit and uh, every now and then if you do end up dragging me out to a campsite I'm told that I'm useful because my snoring is so loud that I keep the bears away <laughs> But I also keep everybody else awake. So it's really kind of a tricky balance when dealing with me. It's uh, a great safety feature, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, Built-in safety feature, snore to keep the bears away. Uh, Jenny, let's come back to this particular trip. Your dog, Rory, is what, about 12? He's about 14, 15 months old. So what was it like trying to wrangle yeah. such a young doggo around nature like this? It was terrifying at first. The whole th this whole thing is new to me. Being a dog owner, bringing my dog on canoe and camping trips, all brand new. And you know, he's he's kind of still a young dumb male. He his recall is is getting better after being neutered, but that's a big thing. Is like, is he going to come back if he wanders off? So, you know, this was his first camping trip, second experience in a canoe. And my job this whole camping trip, my biggest contribution aside from collecting firewood and of course keeping every one entertained, um, I was tasked with wrangling the dog. Um, so keeping him steady in the canoe to begin with. But we we came up with, um, you know, some, some strategies to keep track of him. I brought a really long 50-foot leash, especially for when he and I were alone together. We had a light on his collar for if he was wandering around at night. Again, on leash at night, because that's just oh, yeah. silliness oh, for, yeah. for me anyway. And he had a little jingle bell. Very, very helpful for me because I can lose sight of him so so quickly so these mechanisms you know they really were a success they worked out really well for me some people are fine to let their dog roam you know here there and everywhere um but with being able to lose sight of him so quickly i've had to really figure that piece out and i think he enjoyed it dave it's one of those things where it's like i really wish he could talk sometimes because i think he had a good time <laughs> but he's pretty pampered pooch at home so it's hard to tell he's an urban dwelling dog you know he's not really a nature dog <laughs> Dog, but they do dogs do tend to be adaptable and they they find a way jenny this would not be a conversation without you if we didn't talk about a little bit of grub what did you bring to eat on this particular camping trip i thought you just i didn't think you were going to ask i'm so excited that you did so <laughs> this time this is kind of rare for us we usually hike in camp so this time we had the luxury of a small cooler so we brought with us uh, some bratwurst sausages which we had for lunch and dinner roasted those babies right on the fire no no dehydrated bags of food for us. I mean, this was nice. We had buns and ketchup and everything. Um, and then, you know, we had s'mores, obviously. We had the fix-in for s'mores. And then for breakfast, I mean, that was probably the most luxurious thing. Um, we had boiled eggs and fried bacon. You know, we have our little, we have our little camping 
pot and pan, which just make life, again, just so luxurious out there. Even the dog had bacon and eggs for lunch. Oh, 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 oh. I well, told you he was pampered. He definitely was a teensy bit pampered there. Uh, yeah, Jenny, it must be nice not to be eating sort of the uh, trail mix and dehydrated food that sometimes is associated with these uh, wilderness outings. But I suppose a one-day overnight camping trip changes the equation a teensy bit. You got it. And having that and having that cooler is just a game changer. And I just a side note, I think I might have found the best instant coffee for camping. Um, don't judge me. It's the Starbucks Via. You can buy them in like a little cardboard pack and they have individual servings. Oh. It's the it's the best. So I just have to leave that tip right there. This is like borderline glamping, but you still slept on the floor. So, you know, there's still, uh, so we're not all the way there. Uh, Jenny, one last thought here as we're wrapping up the hour and wrapping up the conversation. Camping season is coming to a close, but irrespective, any advice for folks who want to get off the grid? I think, like I've been harping the whole time, be prepared, plan ahead. You want to have the right gear and information to feel secure. And I think one of the key things is seeking the advice and company of people that have experience and who you trust. Don't go do it alone. That's just silly. And lastly, I think you really have to get settled and okay with the fact that no matter what kind of camping you do, what kind of uh, advance notice preparation you can do, know that you are going to likely feel vulnerable and probably challenged a couple of times along the way. And that's that's all part of it is being uncomfortable and then getting through that and coming out the other end of it with a good couple of stories, which I wish we had more time. I have so many wild camping <laughs> stories. I've saved the day a couple of times, Dave. Have you really? Really? Jenny the hero. Yeah, I mean, it all goes back to that, those O&M uh, lessons. But you might find peace and motivation in this stuff, right? I mentioned the quiet and then just overcoming those challenges. I don't know. It's all a big metaphor for life for me. Jenny, we've got 90 seconds on the clock, and I apologize if you find this question crass. But with your level of vision, can you still appreciate the stars on a clear night when you're out in the wilderness? Yes, on a really, really clear night when it's really, really dark, when there isn't any light pollution around, um, I can appreciate a lot of stars, actually. I feel really fortunate. And there are these great apps now that are, in fact, accessible with voiceover mm -hmm. that you can you can get a better understanding of what you're looking at and what to look for. Because sometimes it's like, what am I looking for? <laughs> yeah. um, right? And oh, look so, at that yes. shiny star. Oh, that one. That one is shiny, too. People are always pointing out satellites, and I'm like, I can't see it, and I don't, I don't think I'm missing anything. <laughs> That's for y'all to worry about. I got my yeah. eye on that one sprinkling star. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat, Jenny. I, on a clear night out in the woods, no light pollution, I can pick up a few, and those are some of the happiest nights of my life. It's magical. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. Well, Jenny, I hope you enjoyed the peace and quiet. I'm sorry that we disturbed you with uh, my loud, my loud baritone this morning, but uh, we'll catch up with you again in a couple weeks. Have a really good weekend. I guess it's almost the weekend. We're close. We may as well. You we... might sneak in a camping trip. You never know. Nope. I, I skipped football all last weekend for weddings and travels. This weekend is going to be all football and all pizza and maybe a beer. All right. Enjoy some luxury then. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. That is Cheers. Jenny Bovard, our friend of the show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks for another special roundtable segment that we tried yesterday. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv.
This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Juita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.